Hello. Welcome. Pastor Deborah here, and I'm coming to you with another word of encouragement. This is number 23 of the year 2023. You'll be able to watch it for many years to come, no matter where you go. Even if you are on the colony on Mars or beyond. That's right. This is a wonderful, wonderful spiritual teaching ministry that has been housed on YouTube for many, many years. Thank you, YouTube. You're a wonderful platform. And we love you dearly. I'm using a motion video, as you can see, wonderful, free from Pixabay. I'm recording in Zoom Pro. That's right. I'm sitting in my living room at a door with the curtains pulled down. Husband has left and it's quiet. And I just finished recording a YouTube short. So now I'm going to do a wonderful, wonderful teaching video called Words of Encouragement for You. Yeah. Now I'm Pastor Deborah and you're you. That's right. We're in two places today. One, spiritually, we're in the Garden of Eden where our spirits, where the presence and the delight of the Lord is. And we're to learn to live in it spiritually, where there's no enemy of our spirit in it. Just wonderful creatures and living plants, songs and presence and glory. Almost like this. But this video is going to represent and help us to visualize something you cannot see with your natural eyes. Us. What's in us? What's coming out of us? And what? Is the realm of the spirit. So let's look at our title. And it says. Who can bring. The counsel. Of the wicked. To nothing. And can make. The devices. Of humanity. Of none effect. That is your question. This video is going to say. There is something. Of somebody right there. He is speaking out to us. Shining out his truth. His righteousness. His glory. Into our world. Into our thoughts. Into our spirit. Talking to us. And he can bring. His counsel. Against us. It will show up. Mm -hmm. He's trying to reach you. To change your ways. He's trying to tell you. You can't hide from him. Or Pastor Dipper. That's right. And he'll bring everything you're trying to do. That is against the kingdom of heaven. Against righteousness and truth. And majesty and glory. He will bring it against you. He will reveal it to the world. He will show what you really are. Out of your soul. And what spiritual king you are worshiping. And your spiritual condition. So let's look at this word of encouragement for today. It's out of Psalms 33, 8 through 12. And before we begin, we want to say welcome to everybody in the natural realm on YouTube. If you share it, please make appropriate comments. I will respond back to you. I do a lot of ministry through the comments. I help people. That's right. Welcome here in the Garden of Eden. Before we begin our spiritual teaching and words of encouragement, 
I always like to start with a prayer. It helps set the stage in our spirit and our soul that we are going to listen to words of spirit and life, words of encouragement, words of wisdom and understanding, and that we ask our master, our teacher, our guide to be teaching us. And we are listening with attentive ears and we have not turned away or walked out of the class. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the great I am, the great teacher, the center of all light and truth and glory. You are the great judge of the universe. You are the Lord of all. You watch over all that you have made. And you bring judgment and counsel against those that are against you through righteous acts of the court of law. Everything is based on your word, which is law. And we thank you for coming and helping us today, teaching us through your Holy Spirit that we may learn and grow and become all you desire for us to be. We thank you that through your lamb that was sacrificed for our sins, our disobedience, our rebellion, that you have made a way for us to come home, to find the light, to find the understanding, the truth, to die to the old stuff, that was born into, raised, and groomed, taught in the kingdom of darkness by all the teachers and guides of the spiritual kingdom of darkness. Thank you for helping us to die on a cross and come through to new life, reincarnation, as some cultures say. Thank you for never giving up on your desires of Isaiah 61 and 62. And a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision for us, that we may hear you and see you and touch you, unhindered by the flesh in the realm of the spirit. Thank you for being with us here on this spiritual teaching video with me, Pastor Deborah and all those in the garden and all those that will watch this on video for many years to come. We thank you and we lift your name up high above everything. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to start in the book of Psalms. Psalms was a book in the Old Testament written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel. He was a songwriter, a poet. He was the king who learned how to die. He had been a shepherd boy caring for his father's sheep. And then he was put under King Saul. For many, many years to learn how to be a king. And he had to have an example of the wrong way. He had to be attacked for being a righteous young man. All of us have to do that. He is a great model to follow. And so is Moses back then. But right now, Father, we just thank you for being with us here today in this word of encouragement, spiritual teaching video. And we thank you in the name of Christ Jesus, the son of God, the lamb that sacrificed his life for all of humanity in his name. Amen. All right. We're going to start with Psalms 33, 8 through 12. I'm not sure. I haven't studied this in a little while. We might go off to other scriptures. But right now, let's start with verse number 8. Remember, Psalms was written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel. And let's listen to his words. 
Verse number eight. Let all the earth fear, have great respect for the Lord. Yes, the earth, the animals, the weather can hear the Lord. They have a voice. You know how I found that out? I listen. Have you ever heard nature singing? Have you ever heard and seen its energy coming out of it in lightning, reaching up? Waters have sound, the butterflies, the wings, the chirping of the birds. All the animals talk. Everything has a voice. All the earth knows the Lord who created it. They fear it, respect it, and honor it. But they too are under great horrible torment by Satan, the adversary of God. They are subject to his torments and his abuse, just like we are. Yeah. They have an enemy too. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. If you saw this, would you stand in awe of it? It means like, oh my gosh, what is that? Would you be afraid or would you go, oh, the glory of the Lord is shining? How would you respond? That's him back there. These are his words, his actions, his deeds, his thoughts coming towards us from the great throne of God himself. Verse number nine. For he spoke, this is him speaking, and it, his words, were done. He, the Lord, Commanded. And it. All the earth. Stood fast. Firm. Solid. All that he created. With his words. He created the laws. Both of life and death. He created everything. By rule. He's a king. He speaks and it's done. He's a God. He knew. That there would be evil. He created the laws that guide it. You sin. You die. You trespass against the words of God. You die. He created the lake of fire. He created hell. He created torment. Because he has to show us. What the tree of the knowledge. Of good and evil is. We have to understand. But we have none. So all the earth stands in awe of him. Even the rocks will cry out and praise him. For he is their creator. Oh, it's been perverted by a heart of evil, wicked lust. The very heart and mind of Satan, who used to be named Lucifer, the son of the morning, the first age. He became filled with pride and lust and desire. He wanted to be like Lord Sauron or the Lord of the Rings. He wanted to serve no one. And he wasn't going to serve. He got puffed up in pride. When he looked at his gifts and his glory, he claimed them for himself. He was only a vehicle that spoke through. Everything was to pass through to others. 
but he stopped it and said, it's mine. I deserve to be the king of heaven. Great battle took place. He was gone like that. But he's here on planet Earth with us, and we have to deal with him. But he's also a teacher to us. He's here to help us raise ourselves up and become a mighty king and put him in his place. So let's continue on with verse number 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the heathen, the wicked, the evil to nothing. That has two sayings, one in the spirit realm, those that are heathen, wicked, and evil, demonic spirits, and human spirits who have not yet been born again. And in the natural, that's your soul. When you have evil, wicked thoughts against him, against his laws, don't matter what you do, what you get elected to be, how much money you have, You will face off with him one day, right before the throne. And he will show you the videos of your thoughts, your intentions. He has every deed and word and thought written down in a book. You will not escape him. You will be judged. You can fake it and you can lie to the people. Lie to yourself. But he's got the evidence. He's videotaping you right now. Pastor Devers lived under satellites. With eyes on me. On everything I say. Everywhere I go. I'm being watched. Both by the God himself. His angels. And the enemy. My deeds. My thoughts. My dreams. My finances. What I spend. I was challenged with that the other day. I was in Walmart and there was a penny on the floor. I had a choice to put it in my purse. And put it in my bank account. Just one penny. But I have a philosophy. I am on Walmart's property. Anything I find on their property belongs to them. I picked up one penny. One copper penny. And I took it to customer service and said, I found this on the floor. Greed did not get me. Theft, I was not a robber. It was not my penny. It belonged, it fell on the property of Walmart. When I come across those kind of situations, whether it's in a parking lot, running at a red light, when I comment on the news, everything is written down. Every word, every thought, even though I might say one thing and think another, it's all written down. So get used to it. And Pastor Deborah can look into your books and look at your videos anytime I desire to see what you're saying and doing. I can be in your dreams. I can watch from a distance what you're doing. I can see where you go. Those secret meetings you have. I can go to any secret society meetings that I want to. I'll be a fly on the wall. I can go to anything where you're supposed to be at. And I can listen. I can sit at the council of the International Illuminati. Unseen. I've been to Satan's 
board of directors meetings. That's the power of the God of the great I am. In verse 10, we're learning. The Lord brings the counsel of the heathen, the wicked, the evil to nothing. All of your board of directors meetings, all of your cabinet meetings, all the people that are helping you get reelected, all of any council meeting you have, school board, city, county, state, it's all going to be brought to nothing. It's of none effect. It changes nothing in the spiritual realm. And it is a reflection of your spirit and who you serve. And I can see it. Others can see it. And most of all, he can see it and hear it. He, the Lord, the King of King David, makes the devices, the deeds, the plans, the creations of the people of none effect. All that humanity thinks of. Every invention. It's of none effect in the realm of the spirit. It doesn't affect you spiritually. It reflects your soul. That's in the land of darkness and ignorance. It reflects the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. It means nothing to this guy. We're going deep. But we see what's reflecting out of you. We're listening. What's coming out of your mouth. We are seeing with eyes that you can't see. We're watching your dreams. Your daydreams. Your night dreams. We're watching. Recording. And one day. We'll all be made known to you. Verse number 11. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Whatever he says. You did it. You did it. Whatever he judges, he judges in righteousness. The evidence is there. Your words prove it. Your deeds, your actions, your dreams. What you do in the spirit. That's right. His thoughts of his heart stands to all generations. It's only his heart, his mind, his ideas, his laws that count. You're either on his side or you're against him. You're either following his laws in righteousness or you're not. And he learns about you by what you do in the natural So he's looking. That's who he is. Now we go to Isaiah 46. Verse number 10. Excuse me. Verse 46. 9 through 10. Verse 9. Isaiah was also an Old Testament prophet. Came after King David. And he was in touch with God. He speaks a lot to us because God needed his words to come through to the world and be written down. So he chose prophets to speak and bring forth his words to us. Verse 9. 
Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, he says, and there is none like me. There is no one like God. It's not a a belief. It's not a way of life. It's not a statue. It's not a female. It's not a saint. So he's telling us, remember what I told you. The former things of old, ancient days. See, we had this knowledge. Even when we got in the womb, and the egg and the sperm formed a body for it, there was something in us when that heartbeat started of eternity. We know we're to be worshiping, serving a God. We're to be praying to, following, being learned from. But it's all distorted out through the soul in the darkness of ignorance. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. You have to learn some things. God says, it's already done in my heart. Now we're going to play it out. It's sort of like when you have a a, a novel. We'll use the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Somebody wrote those stories. But where did they come from? They were already in their spirit. And they came out through their soul. So the story was already finished before it was already written. Or put and made into a movie. It's already done. The ending was already in the author's mind. He's saying that's how I am. I've already finished it. That's right. He says my counsel. My judgment. My authority. My desires. My goals. My plans. They shall stand. They will not be moved. And I will do my pleasure to make sure I get them. I will do the righteousness of the kingdom of heaven. And I will have what I just set out to have. Might take me many centuries to get there, but I know in my mind it's already done. Now let's go to Psalms 33, 12. Verse 12 says, Blessed is the nation, the people, the land, the country, the culture, the government, the businesses, the children, the resources, whose God is the Lord. God is not a saint. It's not a statue. It's not a way of thinking. It's not a beliefs. You're not to be bowing down to anyone, anything but him. 
He's not a religion. He's not a denomination. He's God, the all supreme being that has doesn't need anything or anyone to sustain it. He is self-sustaining. He's always has been, and always will be. And his counsel is sure and just. That's what we're learning. And the people whom he has spiritually chosen, humanity, for his own spiritual inheritance, for his kingdom, his everlasting covenant. He is a God who wanted to become a father. He has a mother's side, so he came together with eggs and sperm within himself, his thoughts. And he breathed out creation. You go look in my playlist called Storytime in the Garden. We'll begin to learn about him. He's a father who desired children, a family. He wanted to give them an inheritance, the kingdom of heaven, to make them kings and rulers, and shepherds and protectors like he is. He had an everlasting covenant that he wanted to give to them and make with them. So he became the great creator. And he started with nothing and breathed forth through words, life of all kinds. He had a plan. He was working it out. Now let's go to Exodus 19, 5 through 6. Never get tired of following the scriptures out. They help us to go deeper into our understanding. They help us to understand so much more. Don't just read one. And if you do, look up the words in a dictionary. Understand what the word Lord means. God, heaven, authority. Look up the words. Exodus 19, 5 through 6. Exodus was written by Moses as the Israelites were coming out of slavery that they had been in for over 400 years in Egypt. But they were sent to Egypt to save them from a famine. They went under Joseph and a wonderful Pharaoh at the time. And they grew and they multiplied. And years down the road, future Pharaohs became afraid of the Israelites, which means, I'm sorry, became afraid of the Hebrews which meant wanderers. They were afraid they were coming so many, they would side with the Pharaoh's enemy and the Pharaoh would be taken out. So he put them under slavery, started killing them to keep them from siding with his enemies. Now God knew all of that was happening. And once you get into spiritual teaching, you'll understand that is a shadow of what happens to humanity. We are placed under slavery, taskmasters like in ancient Egypt, to keep us from desiring freedom, to keep this God of freedom far away from us, to enslave us and 
beat us down. It's a great example of slavery, spiritually, and how we need a deliverer. So Exodus was written by Moses. So let's hear what Moses wrote about this situation. Verse 5. Now, therefore, Moses speaking, as what his God spoke to him. God and Moses were partners in ministry. And that's what you have to learn to become, a partner. You must spend time with him. He must talk to you. You must talk to him. You must be comfortable with him at all times. If you, those I rescue out of Egypt, that was the Hebrews. They were not yet called Israel. From slavery and captivity. If you will obey my voice, my words, my counsel, my guidance, indeed. And keep, do them, don't forget them. My covenant, my agreement with you. Then you shall be a special, peculiar treasure. A jewel, a crown unto me, above all people, for all the earth is mine. He was telling the Hebrews that even before he freed them, he's talking to Moses, if you obey me and follow what I tell you to do, you will be precious to me. And you will be a peculiar treasure, like a crown. A lot of people, they know that about the Hebrews which became Jewish. The word Jewish actually comes from the word jewel because they were to be a jewel in the crown, the hand of the Lord. So many people hate the Jewish people because they were picked as the first, the ones who were close to this ancient God, that freedom, the God of light, The God of truth. So can you understand the hatred for the Jewish people by the enemy of freedom? But this God is trying to get his treasure back. Because when it came into Egypt, it went into slavery. Mm -hmm. Verse 6. And you, this is the people that Moses was bringing out, shall be unto me a kingdom. A land and a territory, a government of priest. Those who pray to me, petition me for others who serve me in the temple, who praise me, brings things to my remembrance, handles the blood of the sacrifice. You are the intermediary for those who are still slaves. I can talk to you, and then I'll talk to them. You will be not only royal priest of a kingdom for me in my temple, but you will be a holy nation, holy people, a holy, righteous kingdom. A government. 
These are the words which you shall speak, Moses, unto the children of Israel. Israel used to be Jacob. Mm-hmm. Got to study names, history, and go slow. So he is saying, I got some everlasting things I want to do with you. I have some changes I want to make in your life. I want to bring you out of slavery and captivity, ignorance, darkness. And I want to do some things with you. And I want you to be in a special relationship with me. First, we're going to start with the Hebrews, the Israelites. And from there, they would be the blessing to all the world. And they would teach, train, talk about, and write what he was saying. But they got far off. They didn't do their job. So God had to go to the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, to complete his mission. (laughs) If you will not work with him the way he desires for you to work with, he'll go find somebody else. I've watched it. If you are called to... Work with him, and you don't do it the way he desires. He'll go find somebody. Now, he'll start all over again. He'll train them, educate them, talk to them, be with them, and he'll use them. And your anointing, it's gone. And he has turned away from you. I've seen that with so many pastors and preachers and teachers and businesses. Around the world. Mm -hmm. And he shows us. What happens. Now we go. To Psalm 65. Verse 4. Blessed is the man. The forever person. The spiritual being. In every dirt body. Whom you O Lord God. Chooses. And causes to be. Spiritually approached. He has to get you ready to meet him. When I, I was believing in him at age three, didn't know very much, was in religion, had no really personal relationship with him, read the Bible, still have the one I read as a small child, did a lot in the church, but I never really had spiritual intimate contact with him. Didn't really hear his voice. If I did, I didn't know it was him. But in 1995, in Pensacola, Florida, at Brownsville Assembly of God Church, a revival broke out. It had been getting ready for over two years with evangelist Steve Hill and Pastor John Kilpatrick. I missed it by six weeks. But when I started going, you can see all of the videos on a playlist here on YouTube. It's also on other playlists. I would get prayer. Somebody would come up and go, Touch her, Lord. And down I would go, laying on the floor with glasses and a dress, unable to open my eyes or move. Nobody fell on me. I never got hurt. I was not unconscious. God had taken my physical strength away. He wanted to minister to me spiritually. I laid there and God cleansed me up. You'll read about that in the cleansing streams, all my stories on another playlist called The School of Light. How the Lord has to touch you and cleanse you, purify you, even though you believe in him. I was crusted with flesh and self and sin, lots of sin. 
And that all had to be washed off of my spirit. I had to have a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision. So my spirit could be free of the flesh. The lust of its eyes and the pride of life. And it could come forth. So this light could touch it and reach it. Powerful stories I lived. So I could teach to you today. So now after I had my cleansing. I could approach God. He could approach me intimately. So that he may spiritually dwell. And really live in my spiritual heart and mind. And I could be in his thoughts. His courts. His places of royalty. As a king. I had to learn how to be a warrior, a leader, a guide, a master. I had to learn so much. And he put me through school quickly. I knew I had to learn fast. I had to grow up, mature fast. People were depending on me out in the darkness to help them. They were dying because I had been playing around in religion. They were going to hell. Because I was not trained, educated. I was not praying for them. I was not seeing through his eyes, feeling with his heart, his desires. I didn't know Isaiah 61 and 62. But I learned. I read six to eight books at one time. I was in church six, seven nights a week. Was reading, studying, studying, watching movies, reading the Bible over and over, praying. Very little sleep. I was growing up fast so I could help you, so I could reach you for him. So that he may spiritually dwell or live in your spiritual courts. I had to learn to be a king, a warrior, stand against the enemy of freedom. I had to know my enemy. I became a special ops Navy SEAL, Army Ranger. You could place me behind enemy lines in the spirit, and I get the job done. God was at work. He was helping me to help him. I had to learn how to be royalty, a king. I was coronated, anointed, given everything I needed, and still do. We shall be spiritually satisfied with the spiritual goodness of your spiritual house, your family, your kingdom, your temple, even your holy temple. Once you get there, like I did and still am, the satisfaction within you is just unbelievable. Then I was put through a test. I was asked, Do I want him alone? Or do I want a ministry? Money. Do I want to be anointed? Or just him? He will test you on what your real heart is. Some people want the anointing because they want money. They want prestige. Some people want to have their church. Their people. God said, what do you want? He took it away. I couldn't talk to him for three days. Three days in the desert. He was testing me to see. What my heart's desires really were. Him and him alone. No matter what happened. Or did I want things from him. 
to glorify myself. I was tested. You'll read all about this in the School of Light and all my stories from my Agape Love, volume number one. Then in volume number two, you'll read all the stories, true experiences I went through in my training to learn how to help you the Lord's way. Psalms 4.3. Let's keep listening to King David now. But you know that the Lord has set apart, separated him, you, Pastor Deborah, and you, I hope, that is spiritually godly for himself. The Lord will spiritually hear when I, Pastor Deborah, or you, call, when we pray, when we seek, we petition unto him. That's the royal priest. We go into the Holy of Holies, into the temple. Where the Ark of the Covenant is. We can lay our hands on it without being killed. We have intimate spiritual connection with him. We're his priest. We're his prophet. He speaks. He shows us visions. And we take action. We are intermediaries for those who cannot come to him yet. Who have not been born again. Or if they are, they're babies. We need to petition Ask his forgiveness and mercy. I've actually taken demonic spirits to the courtroom. I've been there to the judge of the universe myself. In battle, you have to understand law, attorneys, judges. Satan wouldn't allow me to go into hell. But I told the judge of the universe, you gave me the keys to the hell, death, and the grave. And it was a battle, legally. Thank goodness I had done some volunteer work with lawyers. I understood law. Been in courtrooms. That wasn't taught in religion. I just talked to a wonderful lady. She's a wonderful professional. And her boss got in a car wreck. And all they can think of is to pray. Oh, you're before me. You're a hedge around me. Oh, poor me. Protect me. I said, honey, you're so afraid. You don't know how to fight. You don't know that you have an enemy. You don't know that if you're doing that, somebody's out to kill you through human beings. And you live in fear. You don't know how to speak to the enemy. You don't wear the armor. You don't know how to fight. You don't know how to protect. You don't know how to bind. You don't know how to speak life and authority. That opened the door. Then she asked me, "What do, do I have visions? She has them, but she don't know what to do with them. I said, people need to be under a master teacher spiritually. The pastors of religion are not doing it. The Bible studies are not doing it. So one thing opens the door to another thing. I actually showed her the YouTube shorts and the Hidden Kingdoms YouTube channel. And I told her, if you know you have something to say to people, do YouTubing. It's free. Maybe it's just about whatever business she was in. Okay, you can even just pray with people over YouTube. And we're not banned. Thank you, YouTube. Now we're taken to Second Timothy 2 through 19. That's in the New Testament. 
And this is how Pastor Deborah learned to study. Follow the scripture references out. Write them down. I'm reading from paper. Write them down. Study the history. Don't just stay with one. Second Timothy 2.19 Timothy was a disciple of Paul. Once you become a spiritual teacher like Pastor Deborah, people need to sit under you. They need to ask you questions. But a lot of times they can't do that. I have another precious young man I was helping with deep spiritual sexual issues from ancient days. And I told him the only way to get free of that is he had to die. The person that spiritually he was had to die and be born again. And then you still have to learn to fight. Because the enemy doesn't, just like in Egypt, even though God delivered the Hebrews out of Egypt through signs and wonders, he was going after the gods of Egypt. And they set through. Uh, And when the Egyptians sort of came to their senses, and they realized they had been duped, they had now lost a great power source. And they were now embarrassed and ashamed of these dogs, these heathens, this Moses. They went after them to kill them. And God and Moses had to work in the Red Sea. So just because you get born again, you're not, you're going to have some enemies come. That's what I was teaching this um, young man. But he doesn't know that yet. He doesn't know how to fight. So he needs to be under a master, a teacher. In the martial arts world, they know that. They've got to be in schools. They have to learn leadership. But why do they have all these martial arts abilities and knowledge? Because they're to protect innocent people and children and orphans and care for the land and the farmers and the business and be righteous leaders. And they spent years since they were children learning martial arts. Being under teachers and tutors, studying and reading and writing, because they were going to help the future of their nation and people. And they had to have righteousness in them. And their teachers had to be righteous to teach. They had to learn self discipline. That's right, they had to learn and grow. Excellent shows to watch. Been watching some ancient Chinese historical dramas and Turkish dramas. Excellent, excellent. And they're starting to come on in. And there, you wouldn't realize God was in ancient China long before the Catholic Church ever got there. Long before Rome reached there, God was there. Long, long time ago. Yeah. Go go watch some stuff on YouTube. You'll see God in the Lord of the Rings. The trilogy. With Neil. Cartoons. The Wizard of Oz. It's all there. Spirit work. Spirit world. Alice in Wonderland. That's right. Even Harry Potter. You have some special gifts. You must go to school. You must be under teachers and masters. You must learn and grow. You can't mishandle your gift. 
Because if you do it for evil, it isn't going to turn out good, and that's not why you have the gift. Harry Potter knew that. You have to learn. I wish there was a lot of schools for people with gifts, but most of your pastors want to make money. I don't charge anything to anybody for anything. It's free. It was freely given to me, and it's freely given to you. So here we are in Second Second Timothy two nineteen. Nevertheless, Timothy writes, the spiritual foundation of God, this guy, stands sure, it's fixed, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. If you ever watch the ancient historical dramas on Chinese or Turkish, you'll see the emperor put his seal. It's permanent. His words were law. His edicts that came were law. God is trying to teach us through these shows about kings. Many countries have thrown off kingship and rulership like that. They've gone secular, as they're called. But yet there's something in humanity that wants to be leaders. Kings, really. But in the realm of the spirit, there's still kings and queens, empires, kingdoms. Just got to study. Let every one that names the name of Christ, not anybody else or anything else, Christ, the anointed king of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus. Let them spiritually depart from iniquity, sin, lawlessness, lust, sexual pleasures, greed, pride, sin. Simple order, simple command. Don't do it. So here in this word of encouragement, number 23, we've learned a lot. We've heard a lot from ancient days, ancient voices. We've heard a lot from this God right here. And we learned what the ancient ones knew. That there was a God, a Lord, a creator who can bring the counsel of the wicked to nothing. And can make the devices of humanity of none effect. We've learned that. We've learned how it works. We've learned how it works. You think this guy's? He laughs at us most of the time. We don't learn through the centuries. Because what is driving us, what is pushing us, is a spiritual king of darkness. Satan is in our thoughts, our soul. He's in our world, our government. He desires to overthrow this God. He tried it in heaven and got kicked out. So he's down here trying to make his kingdom through us the way it was supposed to be with God himself in our spirit, through our soul, and out through our words, actions, and deeds. But guess what? This God of Pastor Deborah, this God of the Holy Bible, the God of ancient Israel and the Hebrews, the God, the great I am, he'll make all that stuff of you 
All your things of none effect. He's against everything you do. And every government, every decision, unless he guides you. You think voting? This guy tells you, I give life. I'm a life-giving spirit. And you vote for abortion? To kill babies at any age? You are against the God of creation. The God of life. It's written down in the books. You lie? You are a child of Satan. He's the father of lies. You bring confusion to sex? You bring confusion in anything? We're told that this God of King David, Moses, Israel, all of creation, he is not the author of confusion, does not lie. He is the judge of the universe. So you learn that there is someone who's taken videos, taken notes, as angels writing in books. Everything you do and say, you dream, you desire, everything. There's cameras on you, satellites on you, spiritually. You are being watched. And he will make of none effect everything you're doing that's not of him. It won't work. When you face off with him on judgment day, the books will be open and read. The videos will be shown. And you will hang your head in, in shame. Now, I don't want that for you on that day. And we can get that cleaned up. And we can get you changed. So on that day, you stand glorious as a righteous king child before your creator. So let's get it cleaned up. First become born again. Die to that old stuff. Pastor Deborah did. I used to be called Jan. She died. Took two years. And all those memories. I still have some of them. But there's no connection. Jan did it. Not Pastor Deborah. I had to study my name. I had to answer to Deborah. Not Jan. Oh, I was tested and tried by Satan. To see if he could get the old Jan alive. There's a story called It's Time about it. Powerful stuff that happened to me. And it has to happen to you too. I changed my name. I did away with many, many things that Jan had done. Tore up books. Photo albums. Changed my checks. Changed everything. Now some people still call me Jan, but I go, that ain't me. The old me died. Took two years to make the transition within me. But I did it. And I live in this. The glory of the Lord. And he speaks. I listen. I see him. He moves through me with his gifts. I'm one of his royal priests. I live in his sanctuary. So can you. With begin with a new birth, dying to the old Jew.
and then your ways will change. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word of encouragement. That all that we need is what you desire to give us. There is a way of hope and a future with you if we do it your way. Father, help us. Help us to come into this beautiful light that you may speak to us. And then out through us comes these light, which is you. And others may see you and hear you through us. Father, help us to die to self, to everything that's not of you. Help us to die on the cross. And help us to be reborn. Matured, put us under teachers and masters spiritually. Help us to learn, grow, develop the way you desire us to be. Mighty kings spiritually on planet earth and soon other planets. Help us to be all that you desire us to be. To finish your heart's desires for children, a family, a kingdom that covers land and territory resources in your name for your glory for the kingdom of heaven in the name of Christ Jesus amen all right this was a long one I didn't realize it I'll see you next time on the next word of encouragement with me pastor Deborah here on the YouTube channels the hidden kingdoms don't forget to look at the YouTube shorts I think you have to look under pastor Deborah there's quite a few of them i uh, premiere one, I think one a week. And they'll be there asking you a lot of questions. So I'll see you again out here in the realm of the spirit. Bye.